Yo, what's going on, guys? Um, um, how you guys doing? Um, Hayden, um, thanks for joining. Um, let's get the show on the road. Um, All right, I'm ready when you are, boss. All right, sounds good. Um, so the first thing we're gonna talk about is um the Green Bay um offseason. Who should we um walk and resign back? Um, you could go first. All right, so where where do you want to start? Do we want to where who could be signed or who should be re-signed? Um, let's go with re-signing, but do you want me to tell you all of our free agents first? Okay, all right. So are we going – I'm assuming we're just going to go with the unrestricted free agents because yep. all the restricted ones yeah, go we can it. just bring back. Okay. Yeah. All right, let me – I have it almost pulled up. I just got to adjust something. All okay. right, so your 2020 Green Bay Packer free agents are as listed. Corey Winsley, Lane Taylor, Mercedes Lewis, Kevin King, Tavon Austin, Snacks Harrison, Tyler Irvin, Billy Wynn, James Burgess, Montrevious Adams, Jamal Williams, and the Golden Boy, Aaron Jones. Is is Alan Lazard a free agent too? Alan Lazard, I believe he is a restricted free agent. Okay, we'll, we'll count it. Why not? We'll just count it. Yes. So then the big restricted guys are. Tanyan. Big Bob. Shane <laughs> Sullivan. Okay. Raven Green. We'll throw him in there. And then okay. Will Redman. And then the exclusive right for agents. I don't even know if we should count them because they're guaranteed okay. to come back. So <laughs> Okay. Um, so out of those guys, um, who do you want Green Bay to come back with? Or who do you want right. them to sign? Well, who would I want them to bring back? I want them to bring uh-huh. back Corey Winsley, star center. Yep. I think he's going to test free agency. Um, he already said that, which sucks. Best yeah, that does really suck. Green Bay and the cap space and the COVID crunch. It really just threw a. If there, if this isn't a COVID year, I really do believe Corey's back. But yeah, it just sucks with the COVID that he's going to have to leave. Uh huh. Then let's see. I'd I'd bring back Mercedes Lewis. He's a great blocking tight end. Great leader in the locker room. Brings oh, the yeah. energy. Aaron always talks about how much yeah. he loves the guy, so I'd bring him back. Yeah, probably for, like, a cheap deal or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then Tanyan's a restricted free agent, so he's, he's most likely coming back. Unless someone massively overpays for him, which <laughs> that's an that, – that, it could be an interesting where they can get, like, yeah. a second-round pick for him, which that creates an interesting scenario. Do, do you think we should place a second-round tender on um, Lazard or um, Tanyan? With – with Lazard, I they believe I believe they cannot because he's an exclusive right free agent. So yeah, okay. He can only negotiate with Green Bay. Okay. Now, Big Bob, if if someone offered him for a second rounder, I'm gonna be honest. I I think there's an interesting conversation we can have on letting him go. Oh yeah, I think I think some teams are interested in him. He's really good in the red zone. I th- I like Todd. He's he's really good. I love Bob, but I think for a second round pick, you can replace his production. Especially yeah, since sure. literally he was a pra- they picked him up off a of practice. <laughs> yeah, we have uh huh, and then we have guys like Jay Sternberger, um, Deguara could fill his role, Lewis, if if he were to be gone, but I doubt it. Yeah, they got guys that can back him up easily. Uh huh. And then let's see another guy. Um, Aaron, I got I would Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Well, I was just gonna talk about Aaron Jones. Go for it. So Aaron Jones. He, I love Aaron Jones. He's one of my favorite players. I'm not even going to cap with you on that. He is a fantastic player. He fits our scheme so perfect. He's so, top 10 back easily, maybe top five. I'd but, say like top seven-ish. Yeah, he's definitely around there. But the problem yeah. is, 
And it's not his fault. He, he's just a running back. Like you just, <laughs> no team has had great success paying these running backs. And I've oh, yeah. seen rumors that he can get up to 15 mil. That's just a no. Yeah, I heard like uh, Dolphins were. Um, what are you going to say? It, the Dolphins were interested in him, I know. I did see that, yeah. yeah. I think. Now, I did, now, there could be a scenario with the franchise tag. They could use it, and it's only worth eight, which would be well below his market value, which I think that's an interesting scenario they could do. And I don't yeah. think they'll do it, and I think he's going to walk. Yeah, I think so, too. I agree. I love Aaron Jones, but we got A.J. Dillon. We can always draft another day three guy, just like Aaron Jones yeah. was. So I, I think they should let him walk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you think about Jamal Williams? What do you think? Oh, man. I think, okay. So, actually, for some of my research on who they should sign, I looked up Jamal Williams' cap value. And according uh-huh. to over the cap, he, his value is worth three mil a year. So I was That's not bad. If you brought him like what two years, six million, I mean, I don't know if he could fetch more than that in the open market, but if he couldn't, two years, six, that's great value for Jamal. Not he definitely evolved as a receiving back this year. He came back way more agile. He was one of the more improved players on the team. He's a great pass blocker. And I think him and Dylan, that's that's a nice duo you got right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love the um energy Jamal brings. Like his vibe, it's it, it's just nice to see like him, like just so pumped up to be a Green Bay Packer. And then um, moving on, we got guys like Tavon Austin and Tyler Irvin. Would you like to bring back one of those guys who's like does like the motion kickoffs? Okay. Yeah. Now I think they could. They really, they realistically could bring back both, but they do the same thing. So yeah, if I'd bring back one. I like Tavon. I've always liked Tavon, especially since his college uh-huh. days where he was he was yeah. a god. But I think I mean, Tyler's coming off injuries, so I don't know. I think there is a scenario where they don't bring back – they bring back neither one of them, and they just find someone in the draft Drafts that can them. do that. Yeah. But in this scenario, if they had to bring one back, I think I'd bring back Swerve. He showed me more in the past two years than Tavon uh-huh. did. Now, it didn't cost any anything, but Tavon had that fumble in Chicago on a punt return. Yeah, that kind of made me mad. <laughs> but I remember Swerve, we were, like, historically bad in 2019, and then he turned it around and made it formidable. So, I think Tyler, he could kind of, he, he does, I think he does what Tavon does, but I think he's just better. And he's also three years younger, so I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the defensive side of the ball, we got Snacks, who we picked up um, off the waivers from Seattle. We get guys like Montrevious Adams, Billy Wynn, and Will Redmond and Kevin King. Any, um, you think they're going to bring back any on the defensive side? All right. Well, I'll start with the easy one. Kevin King is for sure not coming back. That I was pretty confident <laughs> yeah, he wasn't coming back. And that Tampa, he's definitely that gone. Tampa game. Definitely. Whew, that's yeah. I feel a little bit bad because he wasn't a terrible Packer, but he's going to be remembered for that. Now, Snacks, yeah. I'd bring him back, but I feel like he may retire. So I don't know. Uh-huh. He's 33. He was he was a good player, but he just didn't play. Yeah, he was last solid. Year. Like rotating around. He's a but good I rotation player. So if he wanted to come back, I'd bring him back. Yeah. On a cheap deal. But if he wanted like some money, some good amount of money, then I mean I'll let him walk to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Then we got we got Lancaster. 
Lancaster, I mean, he's just okay. I mean, they could do better, but I wouldn't be. He's a casual. I w- wouldn't be mad if they didn't bring him back, but I wouldn't be mad if they did bring him back. So, I mean, uh-huh. Shannon Sullivan's interesting. He started at slot. He was pretty good for most of the year, and then, I mean, uh-huh. Tampa, he was terrible. Yeah, exactly. I think I think I'd bring him back because then you'd have to fill in two starting cornerbacks, and I think Chandon isn't terrible. Uh huh. Will Redmond, I, Will Redmond, he's a good special teams player. I'd bring him back. Yeah, he's not bad on special teams. I, I think Raven Raven Green is an interesting player. He's good when he plays, but he's always hurt. Yeah, he's yeah he's always hurt. You're right. I remember in twenty, this twenty nineteen, he would he. He was – I wouldn't say he's the key player of the defense, but you could notice a difference when he was on the field on how much better mm-hmm. the defense was because he played that safety linebacker hybrid role. But now that we switch coordinators, I don't know if it is as yeah. necessary. But to go back to the offense side of the ball, we forgot one guy, Lane Taylor. Who did we forget? Did I forget anybody? We forgot Lane, oh, Lane Taylor. Taylor. Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's um, okay. I, I think – if he wants to take a cheap deal, I'm down to bring him back. He's decent depth. You know, he's nothing special. But, you know, we're losing um, Lindsey, obviously. I mean, we could probably slide, what, Jenkins to center. And then maybe he could fill, like, a guard role or something. Or you, you could get really interesting with that. I'll speak about that in a minute. But Lane Taylor, yeah. he was starting week one. And then he got hurt. Yeah, he, so he tore, tore his ACL he, week he one. He did beat out. Who did he beat out? Luke's Pat, um, he beat out Lucas Patrick, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yep. so he beat out Lucas Patrick, and he was playing well in that Minnesota game. And then he did, went down with injury, which sucks because I, I think he went down with an injury the year before too. So he's had two bad injuries, but he's came back. Yeah, he I... came back off that one strong. But if he wants to come back for a cheap deal, obviously, but I don't think he's going to get much on the open market considering he just got hurt again. He's thirty-two, so I'd bring him back because he was he was well last year. But I yeah. got an idea. Now, I don't know. I think depending on how the draft goes, I think this is how they'll view it. But there's an interesting scenario where you move Elton Jenkins out to right tackle and you make it permanent. Uh-huh. And then you could have Lucas Patrick. He played some center before. And Jake Hansen, you have them battle it out in camp. John Runyon. So then you would have an O-line of – well, we'll, we'll, we'll go, so with, we'll go with, with Bakhtiari to start. So, because okay. he, this really depends if he's available week one or not, which we do not know yet. I would just, okay. I don't know. I feel like he probably won't, but I think there's an outside shot he is. But we'll go with he is available. So okay. you'd have an O line of David Bakhtiari, John Runyon Jr. Uh-huh. We'll say Lucas Patrick wins the center job, Billy Turner, okay. and then Elton Jenkins. Uh-huh. And then let's, we'll say, let's say David's not ready week one. So then you could go – and we'll say Lane Taylor's brought back in this scenario just for fun. David Bakhtiari, John Runyon. We'll say Luke's Patrick wants the center job. Then we have Lane Taylor starting at right guard and Elton Jenkins at right tackle. Either one of those lines, those are pretty dang good lines. Yeah, th- for sure, man. Th- those are good lines. Um, I want to see what Jake Hansen could do. I think he has a whole bunch of potential. Like, who knows? Like, can he be, like, a, like the next best center in the NFL? But – yeah, could he be but the next Corey Lindsley thrown into the fire your second rookie year and you ball out? <laughs> yeah, and then um, we have – I think we missed out on Jared Valdir. I don't know if he's – I think he's – isn't he a free agent? I think so. Uh, I think technically, but he didn't even – I don't even see him listed, so. 
Yeah, tr- true. Okay. Cause like, because like Tremont isn't listed here, but technically they were on the team. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on to the next thing. Um. So what free agencies? Like, what um people free agency that do you think Green Bay is like targeting right, right now? Well, like, obviously there's one. Give me your list. There's one big name we're all waiting for. The hometown J. J. kid, JJ Watt. Yes, sir. I'm hoping next. Hopefully next time we talk, JJ Watt is a Green Bay Packer because that would be rad. Oh. So yes. we'll go. I got. I got. I got 18 names besides him. Well, actually, seventeen because okay. I had Jamal Williams on here, but we already talked about him. So <laughs> we're we'll start. We'll start with someone Green Bay almost acquired at the deadline last year. Will Fuller. Will Fuller, Pill Fuller, whatever you want to call him. Great wide receiver from Houston. He's had trouble staying on the field, but when he is on the field, he is a beast. Now, I'm a little worried about his price tag, but according to Over the Cap, which when I talk about all these numbers for Green Bay contract-wise, this is where I get them, he was valued at 7 to 8 mil per year. Now, that seems a little low to me, but if he was willing to come here on a two-year deal maybe, bump up his numbers, then hit free agency again and get paid, I could see Will Fuller maybe being a Packer. Oh, man, that would be so deadly um, around Devontae Adams. Oh, my gosh. And then um, if he could stay – yeah, like you said, if he could stay healthy, like he would be really good. Like he's a deep threat speedster. I think he'd fit well in this LaFleur offense. Like, Oh, yeah, he's a solid num- – he's, he's a solid number two wide receiver in the league. Probably – he's a 1B and a 2A type player. Yeah, I definitely agree with all that. Right, so do we want to go all, all over all the names I have on the list, um, or do you want me to highlight? J- just give me like like half of them all right. before you like your top okay. picks. Yeah, so go we'll go. It. We'll go with someone else in green. We'll go with a couple. We'll go with two more wide receivers. So I like it. Which wide receivers do I want to put up? All right, we'll go with these two because I don't think the other ones are realistic. Okay. We'll go with someone that Green Bay reportedly has maybe interest in. Actually, these two players reportedly Green Bay is interested in. We'll start with um, T.Y. Hilton from Indi- from the Indianapolis Colts. He's a little bit on the older side, so I, he's not the same. He's not the great player he was, but I still think he's a dang good player and a good number two option for Green Bay. Yeah, I, I like that option, T.Y. Hilton. But I think I, – I don't know if he's going to go – I don't know if he's going to hit the market. I think he's going to resign with the Colts, if that's my guess, because they have no receivers at all. But that's just my guess. Yeah, I can I can see that. If, but right now – But if he does hit the market – mil a year. So we'll say he's – I think he's 31. So we'll say we get him like a one-year, seven-mil deal or two years and an option for the second year. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him. He's, he's really – yeah, he'd be a really good solid number two for us. Um, do you have any other? Yeah, I got one more wide receiver, and then we'll switch some positions. This is the guy we okay, for in the chat a little bit, not much, but also okay. reported interest. Curtis Samuel from Carolina, Ooh, the Swiss like Army him. knife roll guy. He's yeah, still super young, and he is. I think he's underrated as a wide receiver. I think he's got pretty oh, good skills for, for that sure. position. He's valued at six. I think with Matt Lafleur, he could be a freaking weapon. Um, do you want me to tell you his 2020 sets? Real yeah, quick? sure. Go fire him off. I'm pretty sure he had like 800 receiving yards. Yeah, he had um, 851 yards, um, three touchdowns. Um, his longest catch was 44 yards. Um, so basically, this guy would fit perfectly. We need Green Bay. We desperately need a slot receiver so bad. 
Like this is what we like a player that we've been like looking for for like the like the past few years. But Green Bay loves their tall receivers, though. Yeah, so, I also wanted to look. Knows? Where he also had 200 rushing yards last year, which that doesn't sound like a lot, but for a wide receiver with the jet motion, you can you can do something oh, yeah. with that. Oh yeah. And also, he would fit. Brian yep. loves his free agents entering their prime 26, 25 range. That's where Curtis Samuel's yeah. at. So he's actually 25. So he's just now hitting those. Prime. 24. He's actually 24. 24. Jesus. Internet's lying to me, man. <laughs> so he's entering he's entering his age 25 season. So really, realistically, next year will be his first prime year. So you could really be if you hit, if you get you could that's that deal in a few years, we'll say it's six mil per year. That deal could be looking like a steal. Yeah, I would love that deal. I've I've watched him. Um, what he played at Ohio State, he's amazing. He's an amazing player. I I like it. I like that pick. Um, do you got any more positions, or do you want me to name? All right, I can. I'll name a few more, and I'll go with a okay. under the radar candidate. I know. Now, if David Bakhtiari is not, if isn't ready. The first few weeks, uh-huh. they probably could go offensive tackle. They need another swing tackle, another Rick Wagner type signing, something like that. So I, this one's a little bit un, over, under the radar. I don't know if you have his name. You'll probably you'll know who I'm talking about when I say him. But um, Russell Okun played for the Panthers last year. Oh, nice. He was in Seattle for a few years. I think he's in there for the Legion of Boom years, if I'm not wrong. But then he went to the Chargers for a little bit. And I think, you know, they don't need a stud left tackle in free. Well, you, it's hard to find stud tackles in general. They just need someone that can just fill in and give you good snaps for. And it's probably an older guy, so you can uh-huh. get him for cheap. And I think Russell Okun fits that description pretty well. Yeah, I like that. I wouldn't mind him for a cheap deal or something. I think he'd fit well in Green Yeah, Bay he's for valued sure. at three mil per year, and I believe he's 34. So if you can get him like a one-year three mil deal, I think that's a great wow. signing. Yeah, man. Um, do you want me to give yeah, you some give, of mine that I have? Yeah, give you a few names. We'll see. We'll see what you got. Okay, so the first one, um, I have a Wisconsin native, uh, James White, former Patriot Super Bowl winner. Um, he would fit. He would. I think he would fit this offense really well. Um. He would probably take a cheap contract to play in Green Bay, his home state, but that's my number one option. If, if we need a cheap running back, let's just say Jamal Walks or something. Yeah, I also think that's and realistic, then, too, because supposedly they're both he's interested in coming back home, and I think Green Bay, if they yeah. lose both running backs, which as of right now, I'm a, I think they're operating in the business. They are losing both running backs because they haven't even – supposedly they haven't even – talk to Jamal about a contract, so I'm going under the assumption that they aren't bringing neither one back, and I think James White, power him with A.J. Dillon, I think you got a formidable duo there. Yeah, that would be a really good duo, and then I'll I'll list two more. I have um, Juju Smith-Schuster, rumored on his Fortnite um, thing. He wanted to go to Green Bay. Um, I think he would fit well in Green Bay, like, change the scenery. Um, but he was a number two receiver in the Pittsburgh off- Pittsburgh offense when AB was really good. He had over a thousand yards. I think he would be really good in this offense. The TikTok kid, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he's also <laughs> he's a little bit on the bigger side, but he play he could play slot at his size. So I think he's a bigger slot receiver. You can yep. move him around. 
I, I'm pretty sure you can – I think I could see a team overpaying for him in free agency. But if not, that would be, a, that'd be yeah. a very good signing for our Packers. <laughs> okay, um, so my next person. So if this guy's willing to take a little bit of a cheaper deal, if we're taking a receiver um, in the draft, I wouldn't mind signing a guy like A.J. Boyeg. AJ Boye from the Denver Broncos. Um, if if he's willing to take a cheaper cheaper deal, but I know he might be expensive. That's the only. Yeah, mean you think alike. I had him on my list actually, so I was actually going to talk about. Really? <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, he. There wasn't that long ago he was viewed as a rising star in the game where he was in Houston for a while and he was balling out, and then he got paid uh-huh. in Jacksonville. And then I believe, uh-huh. I believe he got traded to Denver. I want to say he did. Traded for a yeah. fourth-round pick. Then he got traded to Denver. Yeah. I think he's a solid number two cornerback. And right now, over the cap, has him valued at four mil a year. So I would honestly do a two-year deal. <laughs> so I believe he is – I don't even know his age. Let me look it up. He's he's 29 um, right now. So I think I think two, maybe a one-year oh, or two-year deal. Get him to 31. So he'll probably just be hitting – he'll be just falling off probably around there. So I think that's someone – I think Green Bay should really take. Yeah, he's twenty nine. Yeah, he's a very solid football player all around. Um, yeah, like I said, if we take a receiver in the draft, I would love to bring him in Green Bay. Okay, so I have another. Um, let me see. Do you want to name one more? And I'll name. One I was more. actually going to name two more because there was one guy. There's two guys I wanted to highlight. All right, go for it. So first guy, it's actually another running back, and he's familiar with Mister Matt Lafleur, and that is Dion Lewis. Ooh. Deion Lewis, the former Patriot, and now he is a giant. He wasn't that long ago from balling out in New England. And right now he's valued at one mil a year. At worst, I think you're getting a good receiving back in Deion Lewis. He could still catch the ball at a pretty good rate, make you yeah. make some plays out of the backfield for it. Good veteran. I think that's a I think that's a move they should look to make if they can't get a James White we talked about earlier. Yeah, for sure, man. I like I like that signing. I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about that. And then I actually have another running back in mind. I have the speedster himself, Matt Breida. If he hits the market, um, he played for Miami. He played for San Francisco to Miami. If he hits the market, I would love for him to come to the Green Bay. His speed is so electric. Like I would love to have yeah, him his, Green Bay. his speed is ridiculous. He's got great straight line speed. And he's also played in the uh-huh. similar system. They're not exactly the same, but Shanahan LaFleur, they got some LaFleur's got more Shanahan in him than McVay. So I think that system would be an easy translation for him. And he's got ridiculous great yeah. game-breaking speed. So I think if you paired him up with Dylan, who – Dylan's not slow. Dylan, I think, has underrated speed for his size. He can move. For sure, but, yeah. Okay, Um. do you have any more candidates? More I got actually – He was also rumored okay, at the deadline for, for our Green Bay Packers. And that is Dalvin Tomlinson of the Giants. Mm. He's still in. He's still in his nice. prime out of Alabama. He's a very good player. He's a great run oh. defender, and I think he's also in what Brian likes. He's entering his prime or just in his prime at age. I think he's twenty five. Not prepared with the ages. I should have looked this up. Let me. I'll, I'll cheat. Uh, Dave Dalvin. Is it Dave? I've got it. He's, he's twenty seven, so he's a little older than I thought. But three, he's still. Ooh, he's still got. Four good years in his prime, but he is a—he's a good run defender. You could plug and play him next to Ken Clark, and that is a formidable person. Now, I would only sign Davlin if we don't get the main man, JJ Watt. 
So we do not get JJ Watt, oh, which man. I'm praying we do. Then you're getting a <laughs> very good player in Dalvin Tomlinson. And I know Green Bay has interest. Yeah. Supposedly they offered a trade to the Giants at the deadline for so a couple picks and they declined. So I know there's some level of interest there. Yeah. Okay. So I got two more guys that come to my mind. These are backups for um JJ Watt. Um, I get Kawan Short, Kawan Short, and Jarrell Casey, guys that made like a whole bunch of money through their careers. But I think they would take a pay cut to go to a contending team. You know, you no, know, Grant, you're a smart man. They were also on my list too. So you know what? Great minds think really? alike. I'd, nice. I'd love, but I, I think either way, they gotta add someone <laughs> in free agency because this interior defensive line oh, class sure. is not great. So I think they they gotta add a veteran yeah. of some sort next to Kevin Clark. Get the man some help. Oh, for sure, man. Hundred percent. Okay, so are you good on sh- sharing your free agents? Ooh, sharing free agents that they should sign. Or... Yeah. All right. So we'll say if I had to pick one from this list to sign. Yeah. Who would you pick? This is tough. Okay. I will. I think I'm gonna eliminate the wide receivers because I think they could find someone in the draft. This is another. This is another stack draft agree. class at wide receiver. I'm definitely going interior uh-huh. defensive line. Okay. And I'm probably going to go. I think I got to go with him. <laughs> the main man Green Bay is looking at right now. I'm taking J.J. Watt. Because J.J. Watt, he was the most double player last year. I know he still got something in the tank from that defensive player of the oh. year, MVP yeah. type level player. Literally, he was better than Aaron Donald in his prime. If we can all oh, somehow yeah. get him, that would. That defense, that front four would be electric. Yeah, I, I have to go with uh, J.J. Watt. Like, him next to Kenny Clark, that's really scary. Like, I don't know if teams really want to I don't, know, I don't know how as a coordinator you beat that because looking at the advanced stats earlier today, was it today? Yeah. Okay. So, Darius Smith and J.J. Watt, top two double players in the league. Who are you going to double? Dude, that, that'd be insane. Watt. I mean. JJ Watt, the guy's a beast. Kenny Clark, dude's dude's a human wrecking ball. The Darius Smith in his time <laughs> at Green Bay the past two years has been one of the well top five pass rushers in the league. And Rashawn Gary last year totally he showed flashes of being a absolute machine. Yep. I expect the um Rashawn Gary's gonna have oh, a he's de- oh, year he's next definitely year. breaking out. He's gonna thing. he's gonna show the bust people the bust people For crowd sure. on him wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I agree. I would have to go with JJ. Okay. Actually, so the next thing we're gonna I talk about um, on this. What do you think Green Bay should do with Preston Smith? Preston Smith. Okay, we're we're getting right to that. Actually. Um. So I was gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about players that are gonna get cut and restructure or oh, trading. You beat me to the punch. So. Yep. <laughs> okay. So when we took a look at this Green Bay roster, um, we 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 got tough decisions to make because we could uh, cut Preston Smith, we could trade like Dean Lowry or cut him. But what do you think we should okay. do? I'll leave it up to you. I think I cut Dean Lowry if I get JJ Watt. If I do not get JJ Watt, then I'm yep. all right. Actually, we'll go with this easily. If Dean Lowry is willing to take a pay cut, I keep him, and if he's not, I'm cutting him. But I'm only cutting him if I get JJ yep. Watt. Because if they don't get uh-huh. JJ Watt, then they're kind of they're kind of in a pinch. Because I like Kingsley Kiki, I think he's gonna yeah. have a good year next year. He showed flashes of 
He had, a, I think he had a couple three sack games. I think he had one against Philly. He showed out against New Orleans. Like the Saints. I, when he shows flashes, he is a yeah. menace on the front seven. And then, <laughs> yep, you're definitely right. Preston Smith. Okay, Preston Smith. I think Preston Smith <laughs> is still a solid edge rusher in the league. He's now. I'm not going to debate you. He's well yep. overpaid. Like, he is massively overpaid. But the good thing is, Green Bay, they they structured their contracts when they went on that spending spree in the 2018 offseason that they can get out of these contracts easy. So if Preston Smith doesn't take a pay cut, they can get out of it easy. So I think I would – I wouldn't cut Preston at first. If he's not willing to take a pay cut, then, I mean, I'm cutting him because I cannot pay that man 13 mil I think he's making, which is ridiculous. Yeah, he had a great um, first season, though. Like, he showed – It was actually really, really interesting because I went back and looked. He had a very strong eight games. Like, they were almost better than Zadarius Smith. See, Zadarius Smith last year mm-hmm. – or actually two years ago at this point. He, he started strong, don't get me wrong, but he finished the season – he peaked at the right time. Like Preston, I don't, I want to say peaked too early, but he, he he peaked in the beginning of the season, then kind of flashed away. He got most of his sack yeah. total in like the first, I think, seven or eight games, and then the last second half of the season he didn't. I mean, he still produced, but it wasn't at like a great level. Yeah, but if there's a team that's going to like offer like a, like at least a third or a fourth, I don't know if if you want to get is, is so you said the deal I'd restructure. Restru- right? I'd, re- I'd I'd restructure Preston, and if he doesn't take it, then cut him. But I'd I'd confront him about a restructure first. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. If there's a team that's going to offer us like a decent pick, like a third or a fourth, I think we'd have to take it. <laughs> I mean, I, I would too, but I I just don't see any team taking on his contract. I, you never I know. Agree. You, you never, never know. But I'm just looking at the, at the looking at the variables we got. We're in a COVID crunch, and he's coming off. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, I mean, like if if he plays like the first year, I think yeah, I can take a shot I, on. I mean, him. I would it wouldn't shock me to see someone take a flyer on him, especially especially if they think they can coach him up well. Yeah. Okay. Um. So restructured contracts. I want to. I mean, restructuring contracts that I want to restructure. I want to get Aaron's contract restructured. Like he's making thirty plus mil for like the next year and two. Yeah, Aaron's contract is a very slippery slope. Now they can now what they can do a multiple multiple things. They can just back. They can restructure. They can free up a boatload of money. I think they should do that. Like I mean, Aaron Rodgers, what he's getting paid like through like. His like brands and stuff. I think he should just take one for the team. Like he's getting he's, well, he's made the restructuring money in his career. It, they can restructure without Aaron's permission, just like they did with David. It's in their contract that they can do it without them knowing. Yeah, they should. What do that. I think now, I think you get slippery is how much do you restructure? Because you can move a bunch of it yeah. back to 2023, 2022, but then that takes away your Jordan Love swap, which I. I don't know. I think they should move. I think they should move. We'll say we'll put it in percentages. We'll say a hundred if they moved like all of it back, and we'll put zero if they move. I think they should move about like forty. I'd say thirty-five percent. I think they should give enough for them now. Yeah. They should give themselves enough money now to maneuver, but also if they want to get uh-huh. off their get off his contract, they'd also give him enough room that it doesn't cripple them. Yeah. 
I, I definitely agree. And then I would like to uh, restructure um, Zedary Smith. As good as he played, He's I, I just think we got to free him oh, more money easily. with this COVID situation. And then also the other two things, I, you were probably just going to get to them, but the the number one yep. A thing, if they do not get anyone, they got to extend Devontae Adams. That has got to be the first thing they do. Oh, 100%. He, he cannot leave. I mean, I don't think that they don't use the <laughs> okay. franchise tag, but if they did, they would 100% use it on him because he cannot leave. He is – I mean, I think we can argue he's the best receiver in the league right now. I don't think that's wild to say. Yeah. yeah. Devontae needs he, – he's got to stay. And it's not because they don't have anyone, which, I mean, that doesn't – that does help, but he's the best wide receiver in the league. You don't let that go. And then the other <laughs> yeah, thing is – Yeah, for sure. And then, um, you, know, you know, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say um, extending him is going to actually create more cap. Correct about that. And then I was going to say, yep. we're going to the best wide receiver to the league. Now we're going to go to the best, arguably the best DB in the league. Get something done with Jair. Or at least at worst, if he doesn't want to extend himself now and see if he can get his number up, up higher, which, hey, I don't blame him. At least, can, at least confront him about an extension. Yeah, but, but the good thing is, totally it'd be nice to get. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I want it done this year. But if they can't get it done, they have the fifth year option that they can add on and also get it in an extra year to extend an extension with him. Yeah, and then we got guys like Jenkins. We got to pay um in the future. I know guys like Dylan's gonna need a uh, well. That's for a while. Never mind. But um, Rashawn Gary and Savage are up in like what three years. Two years, but you got to just get like ready. Yeah, for, like, realistically, all these contracts three because Gary and Savage both have fifth year options, so they yep. can move them down the road. True, but I think that with all those young guys coming, yep. up, I think that's what makes it interesting about a Jordan Love swap. So if you get rid of Aaron, because if you feel Jordan Love's ready, then you can move off Aaron. You know how much caps that creates like forty mil. But, but <laughs> oh I yeah, mean, you could get a it's big Aaron Rodgers. Best quarterback in the league. We can argue he's the GOAT. I mean. Easily. Like, he's 100%. Whenever that day comes and move off Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, if that's two years from now, a year from now, I mean, when the guy retires, I mean, it's going to be an interesting day. That's all I know. Yeah, I'm going to probably that's gonna like, be a cry very that emotional whole entire day. day. <laughs> not the day, yeah, that's gonna be like the day Jordan Love becomes probably. a starter, because I'm – I don't think it matters what Aaron does. Jordan Love's gonna he's I don't say I'm not gonna say he quote unquote catches up to him, but they're gonna give Jordan a shot. And that day yeah. is gonna be a very interesting day. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen, man. Um I just hope Jordan he can learn whatever the heck he will from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we're gonna talk hopefully about hopefully succeed. Now. Um don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, yeah, great player. Go ahead. Now, 2019, you know, we've talked. He's said down years are down, my down years, career years, which, I mean, he's not wrong in that scenario. <laughs> he, he's speaking facts. But his rejuvenation yep. from year one to year two, I don't think Matt LaFleur gets enough credit for coaching up Aaron Rodgers to getting him back to being literally Superman again. He is Superman without being Superman, if that makes sense. Because literally – you know, back in his run-the-table days, he's making crazy plays out of the pocket, no-lookers. I mean, he still yep. has no-look. But you you get what I'm saying, making the plays on the run, the Hail Mary. Yes, I know, do. The shebang. Yep. 
now 2020, what, what did he change? He changed his mechanics a little bit. He talked about it. I don't remember exactly what it was. He said it was like a hitch or something, this throwing motion. But I think his biggest, his biggest uh-huh. improvement, we'll say it's an improvement, or his biggest, yeah, we'll go with improvement. His biggest improvement was he played in the pocket a lot more. Last year, in 2019, at 30, he's 34, 35 then. He was trying to still make the plays he can make at 28, 29, but he couldn't. He just, father time caught up to him on the outside. But when Aaron pocket passing Rodgers is there, he's still laser accurate, cannon of an arm, can pick you apart. And, I mean, he showed last year when he had to make the plays on the run, he could, but he just didn't rely on. He took his checkdowns. He took what the defense was giving him. And I think that's what made him put up his 50 touchdowns, five interceptions, and just look ridiculous. Yeah, his MVP year, he played amazing that year. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, anyways, um, I just I, I'm just gonna be so sad when Aaron moves yeah, on. It's, sadly, it's, it's gonna father happen. times undefeated. I mean, yeah, we gotta enjoy all the times that I just want. Like, I just want Aaron to win one more Super Bowl in Green Bay. That, that that's literally all I want. Like, just make it one more, Aaron. Yeah, I'm, just I prove him wrong. I, I would say father times undefeated, but Tom Brady's giving him a run of his money to give him his first loss. But. All right, I think we're yeah. – what's next? The draft? But talk we'll about talk... the draft, everyone's favorite thing. Definitely uh, not a controversial yeah, topic but, but, in Green Bay yeah, at let's... all. No no one debates this. <laughs> okay, Um. yeah, you wanted to uh, – All right, so are we going to give some positions or just some players we should look at those spots? Um, We can actually go, like, in okay. order. Like, all right, we'll go, round, we'll go um, with positions because it's hard to say who's going to be available in round seven. Okay. So true. first round. All right. What go, kind go of ahead. players you can do Green Bay target well, I mean, first round? Okay. Or whatever you want. Now, I mean, the easy option I could say is, oh, they'll take the best player available, which they'll probably do, but I don't know what position that's going to be. But I think positions to look out for are, we'll go wide, obviously wide receiver, tackle, interior defensive line. It would shock me, but linebacker, corner. I think I think those five. So tackle, wide receiver, interior defensive line, linebacker, corner. I think those are the five spots they could go round one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just depends like what we do in free agency. Like if we bring in a guy like JJ Watt, we Yeah, it's super, it's super like hard to tell before free agency line, then what the draft's gonna look like, but Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, if we're taking a receiver round one, I would want either Tony or Moore. Yeah, and Both of those I think it's, well, there's two sne- – they're, well, they're not sneaky, but Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, he's a beast. But supposedly, according to – I don't know if it's his Twitter or some source I saw on Twitter that he ran a 4-3 today. Now, if that is true, which I don't know if that's true. Nuh-uh. That could just be a bunch of baloney. Oh but if that God. is true, then he's a top right. 15 pick. Is, I would say – yeah, four three. I That's mean, insane. If he actually ran, it would be like Justin Jefferson. There was concerns about, I mean, how fast really is he? Ran like a four, low four four, which then that elevated him to a top twenty pick. For Sean Bateman, really ran a four three, then that's like top. Tw- that's like top fifteen, maybe. That's ridiculous. That's insane. 
if, if, uh, if that's yes, real. and Tony and Tony and Moore, they're kind of similar players in what they do. They're both shorter guys, especially Moore. Moore, I think, is what is Moore five nine. Yeah, he's a very tiny dude. Yeah, he's five. But he is physical for his size. He will. He'll take a shoulder. He's, he reminds me he's a little very bit. Fast. He has some Steve Smith in his game with how short they are and how physical they play. Rondale Moore, when he gets going, uh-huh. he is hard to stop. Yeah. Um, I, I think he reminds me a little bit of Randall Cobb. Like, he could play in the back. Oh, very versatile play in players, for sure. On the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, we got a receivers covered. For, oh, I like, what I like about Terrence, Terrence Marshall. Marshall? I think Jr. that's a player I can see Green Bay falling in love with. He's a physical guy. He'll get the ball. And I think the most uh-huh. I think the most underrated part of grading wide receivers, and especially with Matt LaFleur, because he's talked about this at he's talked about this a lot. He wants blockers at wide receiver. He wants guys that are going he's going to block on the edge. So sure. Yeah. I think that's also an underrated aspect. We gotta look uh-huh. at who Green Bay may target in the draft, which we don't know. Well, actually we have some names, but we don't exactly know who they want. But I think, yeah, I think that's something. And I think an underrated okay. need. Which I don't know if this is a round at one need, but maybe if they lose Preston Smith, I I don't know about round one, but I think early in the draft, I think I wouldn't be shocked if they took an edge, to be honest. Um, it just if, depends if they like, cut about Preston, Preston Smith, Smith. I mean, they we have could, but Smith or Sean Gary. Oh, a plus plus. Then they got no one. They got yeah. Jonathan Garvin, Randy Ramsey. So I could see <laughs> yeah. maybe second or third round they take an edge. It wouldn't shock me. I could see it. Okay, um, let's move on to um offensive. This tackle, tackle class, um, so I will say, it is it, very it's, it's good. Now, really good. There is a bunch of guys in the top fifty. Then beside, then if after that, there isn't much. It is super top heavy. There are seven. This may be – we may see a record of tackles go in the first round. It wouldn't shock me. For sure. Um, I got um, – do you like um, Jackson Carpenter? I think Walker, Walker Little. I think Walker Little, Little will fall like, in the draft. Familiar? A couple of years ago, he just looked at a great tackle prospect. He had some injuries yep. and some inconsistency at Stanford, so <laughs> I think he'll fall. But I think some guys, Green Bay, will say at 29, uh-huh. they're on the board. They want to tackle. Who would they go for? Jalen Mayfield. Alex Leatherwood, uh, Dylan Rod, Radins, Rudins, Radins. Eichenberg? Yeah, maybe. I think Jalen Mayfield if, out of Michigan. If, I think that's I was, another guy. Tevin Jenkins out of Oakey State. There's a lot of tackles that you could find in this draft. Do you like um the guy Elijah from um, Tucker? I uh, do USC. like him. I think um, he is. I can see him more yes. as a guard, but he is a he's not bad. top player. I can see him going early, but I think he can move out to tackle. But I see him more as a guard. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So we got offensive tackles done. Um. Any other positions on the? I mean, positions. On um. The, uh, we talked about side? wide receiver. I'm a running back. I can't see a running back round one. Don't don't see that. So besides that, no, maybe a quarterback. No. I'm, um, kidding, I'm kidding. But um, no, yeah. really. Besides that, I don't really see anyone. Unless like in this insane reality, Kyle Pitts fell to twenty nine. Then I mean, you absolutely take Kyle Pitts. But yeah, there, there's no I'll way. Give, there, so, but, if I that mean... happened, I'll give someone else <laughs> to the podcast a hundred bucks. But 
that ain't happening. Actually, really? we'll go 50. Okay. I'm a little broke. But... Okay. Okay, it's okay. Um, but there's there's definitely some running backs that are just intriguing. Yeah, Javante like, Williams, Those Michael two backs Carter. from North Carolina have caught my eyes. And I think Serban, Now, Chuba this may Howard. mean absolutely nothing. Uh, just, I'm just going off the knowledge we do have. We They've hosted some visits, and they've hosted visits on guys that are projected later in the draft for running backs. Jamar Jefferson, I believe they've talked to. There's another guy. Oh, he's escaping my mind. I believe there was another running back. but it, Is his name um, Oh, Gainwell? no. It was uh, the guy Kenny from Louisville. Gable? I'm looking. It's Javon Hawkins. I'm looking. Uh, yeah, he's rated 226th player in the class. Javon Hawkins out of Louisville. That's also who they talked to. He's another smaller guy, which is interesting. Yeah, he's interesting. I I don't really know. Yeah, much to be about honest, I've heard of his name, but I haven't watched him play at all. I've seen Jamar Jefferson play like one game. He's got some nice one cut ability, which I think in the Lafleur system you make a cut and go. That would be nice. But as I was talking about before, we got a little yeah. topic. But they were talking to running backs later in the draft. So if I had to say, I think day three, I think they could do what they did a couple drafts ago with Aaron Jamal. They took a couple running backs on day three. I could see that happening. That's happened. Brian's done that a couple times in his tenure. He did that, I think, in his first draft. He got MVS, EQ. Then last draft, he drafted three yeah. interior offensive linemen and Stepniak. Hanson, I'm forgetting someone. Um, Stevens. Look it up. St- uh, maybe they were, maybe there wasn't three, but there's they've taken John multiple Brody players at Steven. the same position in day three. Yeah, it was Hanson. Yeah, it was Hanson. Uh, Steven Stefanik from Brunyan, Indiana, that's right. I don't and then it was Brunyan. He's the best one out of that bunch. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, but they've taken. It's okay. Brian and the Packers have shown they'll take multiple players at the same position round one. I mean, that's just better odds that you're hitting there. So I could definitely see them taking multiple running backs yeah. in day three again. Yeah. Um. So let's move on to defensive tackle. So a guy that really like blows my mind yeah. is Tommy Togiai from Ohio State. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. The guy this class is a freak. This is one. This is okay. one of the worst we've had in recent memory on the interior defensive line, which why I think really? it's more uh, important that they got to get someone in free agency. They got to find something. Yeah, I mean, there's some good. I mean, I, the reason why I see it stacked, there's a lot of yeah, good I, edge rushers like I, play I mean, there was one too. mock drafts. So mock drafts, they they don't really they don't really have much intel on what the team's actually doing. It's just kind of fun fits and guys that may fit. Now, I saw Greg Rousseau. If they could move Greg Rousseau inside, yeah. I'd be down for that at 29. But I doubt that happens. Yeah. But the only yeah, I don't guy think he falls up line, much. The one guy they talked to, Aleem McNeil, out of NC State, he graded as a one of the top run defenders in the country last year. Yep. So, obviously, I think round two or three, if they went that route, I wouldn't be disappointed. But besides yeah, that, really, I wouldn't be either. honest. This interior defensive line class is brutal. I like Christian Barmore. I think I think there's some underrated players honest, that you're not looking I at. Well, I haven't watched much of the interior defensive line yet. I haven't gotten there. I've watched really? a um, guys. I've watched Barmore. I've watched Marvin Wilson. But besides that, not much. Uh huh. 
Bobby Brown solid. Uh, Marlon too. Oh, and there's also one more guy from USC. Washington. Levi Oku. It's some like long Samoan name. I'll look it up. I'll look it up real quick. Levi Oku. Yeah, Levi Onzurak out of Washington. He's the other guy I've watched, but besides that, I have not watched much. Yeah. Yeah, or what if um Christian Barmore falls to Green Bay at thirty? I'm at twenty nine. I really like him as yeah. a player. I think he's a yeah. I think he needs some help run defending, but I think as a pass rusher, he's he can be a really good player. Uh huh. Okay. Um. We 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 uh got those. There down. is a I lot want to talk of about corners. There's a lot of interesting. There's a lot corners. of corners with some great qualities and some yeah, bad qualities, man. some inconsistent play. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. But a guy that they're, I think they have a good chance of getting is a guy like uh Greg Newsom really or like, like Tyson. Campbell. I think he can be a baller or, in the league. Yeah, I, Eric Stokes is decent. There is one player that Green Bay has talked to, and he is a player that I really like, and it is Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. He's got some quick oh, I've seen his tape. He's nice. Well. He's decent in zone, but he's really more of a man guy, yeah. which, I mean, that's not the best fit, but you got to pick the best players and mold them what you want to be. And when he plays a little bit, he's very physical. When he plays, he has a hint of Jair in his game. I see a bit of it. I can see it. Now, there is yeah, someone. No. For sure. I mean, Brian Goodkins has picked like two corners in his tenure as GM. They've been smaller guys. So I don't know if that's a trend or that's just how the board fell. But they like their taller guys at a lot of positions. Yeah. This guy's like a Kevin King clone to me. It is Ifutu Melifonu. That's how you say his name. Yeah, we'll go with Ifutu Melifonu out of Syracuse. Long, lanky. Oh, from Syracuse? Oh, okay. He's not the best. Yeah, I want him on him. Next to Does that sound like a that, Green that Bay Packer? Sounds like Kevin King. Yeah. There, <laughs> you're not kidding. We'll see. I kind of like – I like Elijah Molden. I like J.C. Horn. Elijah Molden, but he I, won't I don't think he can play he outside. I think he's a nickel corner, which I don't think at 29 I want to pick someone that can play only inside. I'd rather pick a boundary guy. Like – I know uh-huh. if we were, oh. I think what they could do. I like Kelvin Joseph. What they could do is that let's say they pick, let's say they pick Rondale Moore round one, and they go Aline McNeil round two. I think what they could do is okay. they take a couple shots at a, they take a couple shots at boundary corners that they can develop. Develop, for example, Kelvin Joseph, very raw, yeah. but he shows very good tape. But he just hasn't played a lot of games. He transferred from LSU, went yeah. to Kentucky, and he—I think he played. He played one year at Kentucky, and now he entered the draft. He's super raw, but I think he can develop into something. I I definitely agree. Okay, so d- let's move on to uh, linebacker. I think um, that's our other need. So we let Kirksey go, but there's two guys that come to my mind. I mean. I know Nick Bowen and Xavier Collins are good, but I like ba- um, Baron Browning and Dylan I, Moses. Those I guys Moses. really intrigue me. What do you think? I don't know. 
He's probably a little lower on Dylan Moses than you are. I think he's a solid player, but I don't know if he'll be a uh, – he had that torn ACL. He didn't look the same this year. But I think he, he could be something. I yeah, would not you're right. Pick you're in like right. round four. I think round four is where I'd feel comfortable. Yeah, that's that. I I, tend I don't to think he'd fall that far. I don't think he'll fall that far. But that's just where I view him as a player. I like Jameen Davis yeah. out of Kentucky. He's also a guy. He's six four, uh-huh. two twenty four. He's got great size. He's just he's just raw, so he needs to develop. But I can see him being a great player in the league. He uh-huh. just, I mean. Just like most of these guys, they just they just need time, uh-huh. really. For sure. Um, there's two guys. Um, like later in the draft, Justin Hilliard. I'm telling you, he's gonna be a stud linebacker. He's a sleeper out of Ohio State. And Patty Fisher, not the most um flashiest guy, but yeah, I, I agree. Think he's a really solid um, football they player. did talk to one guy later in the draft, KJ Britt. He he doesn't really do anything great. He's average athletically, decent tackler. I see that more Auburn. as a special teams fit. For Green Bay, at like round seven, maybe something like that. But I, I think they like their inside linebacking. Yeah, corner. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of like it too. I think Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin, they're perfectly fine. Especially Barnes. They could be an Barnes, duo, but you never know. Now Kamal Just Martin, depends. he was hurt. I think he, I think he like tore his hamstring or something. He didn't play like the first eight or nine weeks. But when he did come, yeah, he, yeah, he I hurt think he hurt right before the too. season started. And then Chris Barnes, he he yeah. didn't get the green dot, which for those at home, the green dot, that's the quarterback. They call him the plays and they operate him. That was Kirksey for the first, I don't know, I think it was till the Carolina game that Chris Barnes then got the green dot. which And then he got the green dot for the rest of the year. So I think they like Barnes. So I think Barnes will be the starting Mike next year. And I believe they'll put Kamal next to him. Then I think they'll draft a guy in the later round, probably one of these guys we just yeah. talked about, Patty Fisher, Tough Boylan, Justin Hillard, one of those guys, just for some nice depth. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And then, do you want to talk about any edges yeah, we'll real quick? Or edges. We'll go some, we some mid-round up. guys. We'll go, I don't know if go, go fall, but I know there's guys in the league that are high on him. Ronnie Perkins out of Oklahoma. Very high motor. He's a little underweight at 251, so he's a little undersized. But the guy's got a motor on him. He can play. I also like Carlos Basham, or actually known as Boogie mm-hmm. Basham, out of Wake Forest. He put up some insane numbers from 2018 to 2020. So he played 31 games. Yeah, that's... He had 33 really? TFLs, 19 and a half sacks, seven forced fumbles, and a defensive touchdown. And at 6'3", 281, prototypical size, he can play. I think he can play. So I'd really like the Packers to pick him. Yeah, I mean, he's intriguing. I don't really know much about him. But if a guy a guy I like is uh, Jason Owu. I can't really say his name, but he's an intriguing prospect. Um, I think he's raw um, out of Penn State. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about him. This is a very deep edge class. This isn't a superstar player. Yeah. Uh, no um, is there any other really, guys you want to talk but about? But there is a tight end, because I don't know. They have talked to a couple tight ends, so I think it there it's on their radar. Okay. And it's Tommy Treble out of Notre Dame. Now, you're going to look at his numbers and be like, okay, well, he doesn't do anything. He's not. 
He's not a great player. He hasn't put up great numbers. But he had limited opportunities at Notre Dame. He did flash some great ability. He's a good blocker. And I we as a tight end, you know, in this system, you gotta be a great blocker to be something. He showed some great he showed some good receiving ability in limited snaps. But that's the problem. They're limited snaps. He didn't get to show he didn't really get to show any great contested catchability because he didn't they didn't get the ball thrown to him. But I think Tommy Treble, I think in the third or fourth in that range, somewhere around there. I think if you could get him, he could develop into a beastly tight end. And they talked to Revan Jordan. Yeah. Revan Jordan, he's not a great blocker, but as a receiver, the guy can play. He can make plays after the catch. He can go up and get the ball. He can run some routes. So I think if they get Brevin, that is a nice – that's a nice weapon you can move all around. You can line him up at H-back, line him up at wide receiver, line him up at tight end. So you could do a lot of things with Brevin Jordan out of Miami. Yeah, um, I, I I don't really know much about the tight ends outside of the top ones, but um, uh, what's his name? Um, it's like Tr- it's Trey McKitty from Georgia. I've seen him play a little bit. He's not bad. Yeah, I agree with you. There. I wouldn't He's mind him in like player. the seventh, sixth round. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, um you want to talk about any more there positions? Isn't anyone good? really? Now the only thing is, I th- well. I would say okay. safety because, like, assuming – but they're they're not going to run the same system as Mike Pettin, so they're not going to have three safeties on the field. But they all – it's hard because I think they're still going to play a lot of nickel yeah. and dime. But I don't know if they're going to have an extra cornerback or an extra safety on the field. But you know what? For the people, I'll talk about a few safeties that I like. I'll do it for the culture. I'll go for um my go boy Tyree Gillespie, Reek safety out of Missouri. Now I'm a, I'm probably a little biased talking about him because I've watched him play every game, but he flashes some great ability. If you watched him play Alabama on the first couple drives, he he stopped Najee Harris. He got he defended Jalen Waddle perfectly. Got a pass breakup on him, and he ran with Devontae Smith. So he flashes some ability. Then when we played Florida, he defend. I think he had held Kyle Pitts to one catch now. Now, Kyle Pitts went off in that game. I'm not going to lie to you. But it really? was on our other safety. That is, that's actually also another player <laughs> in Joshua Bledsoe. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Not a, I, I think Tyree's <laughs> going to be a better player. I think the league likes Joshua more, but I like Tyree more. But I think there is someone. He was graded as a top safety before the season started, before we played games last year. And that's Andre Sisco out of Syracuse. Now, and I'll give you why. I think he could be an interesting player for Green Bay to take. Andre Sisco, he's like a center field safety. He he won't get in the box. He'll be Roman center field type, Earl Thomas type player, but obviously a lot worse. Then you're asking yourself, well, Hayden, they already have that player in Darnell Savage, which technically – you are right in that, but we did notice when Mike Pettin played Darnell Savage to the when Mike Pettin played Darnell in the box a lot later in the year. I think me and you can both agree he flashed a lot more at nickel corner. He made some. He made a lot of picks, and when he was when he didn't have to For think sure. about 100%. making a false step in the back end and getting burnt deep, when he was at nickel corner, I think he played really well. So I think if you took Cisco. Then you could move Darnell nickel corner, blitz the quarterback a little bit, play the robber role like Buda Baker does. 
make him flash, make some plays to the line of scrimmage. I think that would be a – I think that's a pick that isn't being looked that hasn't been looked at, but I think that makes sense for the Packers. Yeah, um, there's another guy that comes to my mind. Um, oh, man. Sean Wade. Um, Sean I know Wade, OSU fans hate this guy with a passion, but – but anyways, I think he could be a really good safety, a backup safety. If if he falls to us in the I third or fourth you, round, I wouldn't mind taking him. He could play the nickel really oh, well. Oh, he could the outside. De- definitely was, not the outside, but he could play the nickel really brutal. well. But yeah, he had he had some good slot tape, I believe. He played but, slot in twenty nineteen yeah, for last year. Yeah, that's his main position right there in the nickel slash slot. Or he could play safety too. I think he'd yeah. be a really good safety. And then if I would definitely not the outside, outside, I lose all faith I mean, in humanity. Yeah, hundred percent. But he, um, I just, I just think you you cannot pass that up. But um, uh, no, Ari, this is a position that should address have for safety. Um, I think they need to address. And it's probably, I mean, I don't think they're thinking mm-hmm. about this, but I really think they need to bring in some competition for J.K. Scott. Oh, t- oh, I like um, uh, what's his uh, Drew Christman? I mean, um, second corner round seven. I, I think mean, he's I'm the best corner in the class. You're not gonna really find most impact <laughs> players in round seven, but not draft. This could be free agency. This could be practice squad trade. They. J.K. Scott's just way too inconsistent. Oh, <laughs> the dude can't tackle. tackle. Like I could have easily made that one tackle uh, during the. I would Eagles say he's a football chat. player. He could have pushed him on a bounce. Are you even really a football player? You're just a soccer player playing. <laughs> You're a soccer player playing football. But hey, oh, special teams. Oh man, special teams weren't yeah, last yeah. year. I mean, they. I they hope. Can't hopefully, get our worse, special teams so. coordinator will be good. Yeah, they had. They had one. They had one. <laughs> you're, just you're baffling. Um, how many? <laughs> For sure. Um, how many? Um, I don't know. How many years do you think I mean, Crosby has? And then we get. He didn't miss all. a kick last year. He missed some PATs, but I think what is he? He's thirty-seven. I think he's got like two years left. <laughs> he's the only thing holding yeah. the special teams together right now. <laughs> I love Mason. He's he Basically. may not have the leg he used to, but yeah. he's just so reliable in the clutch. He makes all the kicks. He's I know he's actually extended them not that long um, make him a high, one of the higher paid kickers, which I'm all for. I mean, when I was younger and I used to watch football, I'm like, why would you pay a kicker? He's That's stupid. Insane. Like, why why would you do that? But then you've seen teams lose so many games because they don't have a reliable kicker. I think more teams are seeing that now, and they're like, yeah, we, if we get a good kicker, we just need to pay him. Just keep him around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I think that's going to uh, wrap it off. But, all right. No problem. I'll see um, you all later. Thank you for your time, Hayden, and um, see you guys later.